You are listening to an audio sermon from Harvest Bible Chapel, York Region. For more information, visit harvestyorkregion.ca. Well, you've already heard the text for this morning, so let's take our Bibles and turn to it. It's found in Psalms 96. Uh, Psalm 96, as we continue in our series, We the Church, um, challenging the church to be the church. Last week, we took a look at the reality of unashamed proclamation. And uh, a central point of our church and what we do here is the proclamation of the Word of God. We talked about it last week in the context of how we do that corporately um, like this and in all of our ministries. But then we went on and talked about how we need to do that personally in our lives. We need to open our mouths and tell the things from God's Word that we know. And, and then we talked about the reality that that needs to be lived out in our lives as well. No one ever came to know the Lord unless they actually heard the word, heard the truth, but the reality is, the reality is our lives need to support and be behind what we're saying. We can undo so much if we're not living out the things that we talk about, but when it comes right down to it, we've got to say, we've got to say, proclaiming the authority of God's word without apology. We learned that Jesus Christ is central to that message. And in 1 Corinthians 15, we saw what Paul said all about who Jesus Christ is and what he did. We also realized that the scripture is core and we live and we move and have our being coming out of what we learn from God's word. Well, that was last week. And being the church, unashamed worship is another one of our pillars. Lifting high the name of Jesus in worship. A worship is more than what we've been doing for the last 40 minutes. A worship is our entire lives. Everything we do, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. All of our lives, all of it, every part of it, in work, when we're at home, when it all should have a focus that, that honors the Lord Jesus Christ and seeks to glorify, and seeks to glorify him. So worship is more than just an activity that we do when we come to church. Worship is our lifestyle. But we want to take a look today at five foundational things that come from the text, five foundational things that we need to know and understand when it comes to worship. And we need to be unashamed about the worship that we have. And so uh, before we dive into those five, let's take a moment and pray, and then let's quickly dive in to see what God has for us today. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the table that has been set for us to hear your word through the worship, through exaltation, the lifting up of Jesus Christ, through clapping our hands, through shouting to you, from being quiet and being still, all of it, Lord, in, in preparation for your word. And so now, Lord, we ask that you would give us ears to hear and minds to understand, and then hearts, Lord, that we would passionately live out unashamed for your fame and your glory, we ask in Jesus' name, amen. All right, five things about worship. Here's the first thing. Worship is all about God. Worship is all about God. Worship is to be reserved for God alone. You should never be saying words like, I worship the ground she walks on. Um, we shouldn't be worshiping the things that we have and the things that we own or, or, the, or the blessings that have been poured on us. They're not the object of our worship. Worship is reserved for God alone. The Webster's Dictionary from 1828. Don't know what it says today, but I loved this definition. Worship is to honor 
with extravagant love and extreme submission. Worship means to honor with extravagant love and extreme submission. True worship, in other words, is defined by the priority we place on who God is in our lives and where God is on our list of priorities. And so as we think about your week and and think about what went on over the last 24 hours, um, what did you worship? What got What got from you your extravagant love and your extreme submission? Ultimately, those things belong to the Lord. In Isaiah 96, excuse me, in Psalm 96 and verse 3, it says, Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. Worship is all about God. It's all about his character. It's all about his attributes. And when you think about who God is and what he has made and and what he has done, it should bring us to our knees before him. It should bring us to the place of crying out and lifting up our voices in exaltation to him. Why? Well, because he is a holy God. He is a loving God. He is a merciful God. He is a gracious God. He is a sovereign God who is in control. He is a just God. Hey, how about these? He is a forgiving God. And he is a patient God. When you just think about those things, a very small, small list about some of the character traits and attributes of who God is, the last two, I put them in that order on purpose because it brings me to my knees. He is a, a forgiving God. Over and over and over and over and over and over. And his faithfulness to forgive us and his patience. And how impatient I can be sometimes. And and yet when I think about God and his patience and his enduring with me as I grow up in Christ. And when you think about that, think about the way God is working and his faithfulness and his endurance with you. It should bring us to our knees understanding that worship ultimately is about our God. Verse 6 says, splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are his sanctuary. Verse 9, worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all of the earth. Worship is all about God, his character and his attributes. And it's seen in his working. And as we examine who God is and what he has done, it should bring us to the place of lifting high, lifting him high and lifting high the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. You go back to creation and God and what he made. You think about the the ark and the flood and, and God, why didn't he just go, I've had enough of them. And just wipe us off the face of the earth. But God was good and gracious, and yet he was just and he was holy. We think about creation. We think about the flood. I I think about the three men in the book of Daniel, and um, they're about to be thrown into the fiery furnace, and they're told, bow down, bow down, bow down. And they say, we will not bow down. And um, basically they say, if God saves us, that's fine. And if he doesn't, that's okay too. But we will not bow to anyone else. And they're thrown into the furnace and and they look in from outside and they see four because the Lord Jesus Christ was with them. And they were saved and God protected them and he watched over them because God is sovereign and he is in control. And 
Worship is all about God. It's about his character. It's about his attributes. It's about his working. In verse 5 it says, For all the gods of the people are worthless idols. Everything else comes to naught. At the end of the day, the focus on anything else but on the working of God Almighty and the finished work of Jesus Christ ends up with nothing. Nothing. So in our church, we seek to worship God. We seek to do it in a contemporary way, but we seek to do it in words that lift up who God is and lift up his character and lift up his working in us. The first thing is that worship is all about God. Here's the second thing. Worship is personal. Worship is personal. We're in a room filled with people, but worship is still personal. You could be in this room this morning and you were thinking more about what happened in the Blue Jays game last night and what might happen in the Blue Jays game this afternoon. And hey, if they win this afternoon, they'll be five and a half games ahead. There's no way anybody will ever catch them. And you sat through the whole worship time and wondered about that or wondered about what you were going to eat for lunch or, or wondered about what was going to happen at work tomorrow. And, and you never even worshiped the Lord this morning. Yeah, you stood and, and words came out of your mouth, but you never actually Worship the Lord. Worship is you before God. Chris and the team, they lead us. They do a wonderful job doing that. But ultimately, there's an audience of one before God, and it's you. 